Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My name is Jesse Moore, and welcome to Icon Leadership Podcast. We're here to make good leaders great leaders. Today on the show, we have Blake Koshin. Hello, Blake. Say hello to the uh, to my audience here. Hi, everybody. Blake, tell us a little something about yourself. So I'm a Waco original, born and raised here in Waco, in a small town in Axtell, uh, just a little bit northeast of here. Uh, and I'm currently serving as the director of imaging for Premier ER, a group of freestanding emergency rooms. OK, so how many uh, emergency rooms you guys have? We have four, three uh, in the greater Waco area, Waco, Woodway, Temple, and then one down in San Marcos. Oh, wow. So you have to drive all the way down to San Marcos sometime? I do. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, that's Hopefully a... not as often, but every now and then. Every now and then. Oh, OK. That sounds pretty good. Tell me uh, tell me about how many people do you lead? Uh Right now, I think I have around 45 or 50 employees. Wow. 45 or 50. That's that's a lot. That's it, a lot. That's a lot. How do you manage all of those people? It's tough. It's uh, it, it takes a village. You know, it's kind of trusting that you have the right people in place. Right. And, uh, you know, just trying to check in and do the best that you can. It's never right. an easy job. So you have. Uh, so tell me about uh, uh the ratio between male and female. So we're definitely more female. I think I only have uh, three males out of those 45. Wow. Three males. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Tell me, what is the uh, most uh, difficult part of being a leader? Because I know being in charge, you know, there's some rough times, you know, it can get rough at times and, you know, you have to make tough decisions, you know, and, you know, often, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, unpopular you know, decisions. Right. So tell me about that. Yeah, definitely. The hard part is being the one that has to make all those test decisions and being the person that everybody comes to, to make those decisions. Right. But it's also managing different personalities. Right. That I think is probably the hardest part because not everybody, you didn't hire everybody. You didn't get to interview everybody. You didn't get to pick your own team. Right. Uh, and then everybody just manages things differently. Right. It's, completely different for everybody. What are you looking for when you, you know, you're interviewing, you know, your staff? For me, I'm looking for somebody that fits with my personality, that fits with the personality of the group that we're going to, uh, that they're going to coming into. Chemistry. So, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, it's when they get to me, they've already had the experience. I can tell that from their resume. Uh, so it's very much uh, a personality thing. Are they going to fit with what we do, our culture, or are they going to stand out and, you know, cause problems down the road? Right. 
So, so, so I know that, you know, that, so when you go over these applications, you know, everybody is not, uh, honest about, you know, what, right. on, on their applications. And also a lot of people will fool you, uh, during, you know, the interview and right. you think that you got this whole big basket of apples, you know, and then you just end up with a basket of lemons. Right. So how do you, how do you differentiate from that? How do you, how do you do that? How do you, how do you decide? You know, it's, it's different for everybody. And, you know, being a small community like we have here in Waco and especially in healthcare, it's relying on other people that know these uh, technologists or know the people, the employees that I'm trying to hire. Right. But it's also just kind of a gut feeling and trusting. Yeah. I bring in other uh, employees just to kind of get their thoughts on them, uh, interview them at the same time, just so you're saying you do peer interviews? I do sometimes. Okay, sometimes. Okay, okay. Just kind of, it depends on the person and how we know them. Right. And, you know, I'm generally not working the clinic at the time that I'm interviewing them. So it's someone, another uh, technologist employee is there. Okay. And I can kind of bring them in and, okay, what did you think about them or right. something like that? So let's go back to the application part. So a lot of times, you know, like I say, a lot of people, people are not truthful, you know, on their applications. So, but tell me, what are some of the things that you look at when you are going over a resume or application? So for me, it's job history. Have they been jumping around from job to job or have they stayed loyal to one particular job? Uh, and then when I get into that interview process, kind of probing that to see right. what were the reasons that you left? Was it because you were moving or uh, was it conflict with somebody just wasn't the right fit for you or, you know, just try to probe a little bit deep, deeper to see what was going on there. Okay. But it's very much just for me, it's about the job history, the loyalty. Right. And you can kind of tell from that. From there. So, so, so you can tell the difference from someone that's been working on a job from six months and then another six months, they move to another job. Right. And so, and then, so you can look at the ones that's been on a job for 10 years, you know, and, and right. You know, it's a, it's a big difference and you can kind of, you can tell the loyalty. Now, if you've been there for three, four years, what, what's your, what, what, what do you give them? I, I want, if you, if you've been on a job for six months and moved to another job, stayed on that job for a year, you know, I, I usually look at about three years, you know. Three years is a, is a pretty good mark. You right. can tell that, you know, three years, that's generally when we think that we're going to have some turnover right. uh, at our other jobs, right. you know, but that's just one of those things. Again, it's, it depends on the person. So there's no set point where if you were only at the job for three weeks right. or uh, whatever, it's very much personal for that right. person. So, so you're the director. So that means someone is, you know, over you. So tell me about your leadership team that you have to answer to. Uh, so my leadership team, we have uh, one a vice president of operations. Uh, that's who I directly report to. Right. Uh, and she leads very similar to me, you know, kind of a laid back style. Right. Uh, I think she's kind of learned that that's what I prefer. Right. So it's very much, I'm going to leave you almost alone, but I'm going to check in and see how things are going. Right. And I'll give you the support as, as you need it. Right. Uh, but then being a small company like we are, we also have direct line to the CEO right. and the CMO, uh, just 
all the leadership team. Right. And they support each other. We support each other and no matter what we're doing. Right. Um, but we have that availability to talk to the CEO, which is rare in most cases. Right. Okay. So tell me, you, you talked about leadership style. So tell me about your leadership style. So it kind of depends, but mainly I think everybody, leaders in general are fluid with the way that they lead. Uh, but for me personally, it's very laid back. It's very much, I'm going to give you, you know, all the tools to accomplish the goal, whatever we need, the task, um, going to give you those tools and let you get from point A to point B right? Uh, if you need it. Now there are some that you have to actually map out step one through five. Right. Uh, and others that can skip steps two, three, and four. Right. And just go one to A to B right there. Right. Uh, so it's very much just kind of learning how the employee needs or what they need. Right. And going from there. It's So your age groups. So tell me about, I know you have some, some older people, you know, I have uh, some more seasoned, seasoned more experienced. Right, I would say seasoned, yeah. yeah, seasoned and more experienced. And then you have some that's not so seasoned. Yep, a little more green. <laughs> right. For sure. Right. So tell me about uh difference, the difference, you know, managing between those groups of people. It's difficult. It's, uh, you know, again, it's trying to figure out what does one person need versus another. And you kind of group them together by age group or uh, experience level and kind of just go from there. It's, I don't know that there's an easy way to explain that. Right. Uh, it's just, again, very much, I come from the Jesse Moore leadership <laughs> tree. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> right. um, but so it's very much getting to know the person and right. what they need. Right. And kind of, Okay, I know this younger, more experienced tech might need a little more training, might need right. a little more supervision or uh, a little more structure. Right. Whereas the one that more seasoned individual might need a little, le little less and let me do what I'm doing and I'll come to you when I need the help. Right, right. So tell me about, so, okay, so you have the more seasoned techs and so, but uh, well, but then, so you have your, uh, you have your more seasoned, then you have the, the, the newcomers. Right. Uh, I'd say that. So tell me, uh, about, uh, about how do you supervise the, this younger generation, you know? So tell me about that. The younger generation, I definitely, uh, micromanage a little bit more right at first, just okay. so I can learn them. I know the older generation has the, I don't want to say that they have the stronger work ethic. They just have a different work ethic. Right. And they're the ones that are going to stay loyal to the right. organization. They're going to be there for 10, 20 years. Right. Uh, and they're going to pick up every shift that you want. Right. Uh, just because that's what they've done. That's how they got to this point in their career. The newer generation, uh, they're the ones that are going to be chasing the dollar a right. little bit more. Gotcha. And so- Every now and then, I mean, there's, it's different. You can't just throw everybody into the same bucket. Right. Right. Uh, but it's very much just determining, okay, you're here for that. I'm going to have to give you a little more structure, show you what we're doing. Sure. And then once I get to know you and know your style, then we can kind of let the reins loose a little bit. Right. So, so you have a probationary period. Right. So when you first hire someone, so what is your you know, probationary period, you know, what does that look like and how long is it? We have uh, 90 days, 90 days. Uh, so then it's kind of, we do the training with another, t uh, another employee, just kind of, 
uh, showing the ropes, doing what we're doing every day. Uh, and then I take the feedback from the full-time employee that's training them. Right. Uh, and then kind of let them, let them to tell me what they need. It's right. So do you ever have to, have you ever, you know, let someone go within the 90 days? Yes. Unfortunately. Okay. So what, does are, what are some of the things, you know, what, what are you looking for in those 90 days? Uh, you know, it's, again, it's their work ethic. Are they calling into work multiple times? Are they, uh, do they have an excuse for everything? Are they making multiple mistakes um, after being counseled on those several different times? And those are, those are the hard ones, right? Uh, hard ones for me because it's you make one mistake and you should, you're not going to make it again. Right. Right. Uh, right. But it mistakes happen. Things happen. Right. But those are the big things. It's their work ethic. Are they calling in uh, and are they making the same mistakes over and over? And we can't, get through. Right. So when you get someone that's in this 90 day period, okay. And they call in and say, Hey, I can't come in today. How do you look at that in your mind? For me, it's, it's very much a negative. It's right. It doesn't matter what the reason is. It's you had, you're entrusting somebody else to come up to show up for you. Right. And it's, it doesn't matter what happens you're always going to put somebody else out when you call in. Right. Right. And again, I get it. I know things come up, things happen. uh, Life happens. Right. But you know, it's, so that's, how do we manage it? So that's a negative. That's a negative. Absolutely. So everyone, you hear that it's a negative. (laughs) That's not good to call in your 90 day probationary period. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. That's when you're trying to make your best impression. (laughs) Absolutely. But you know, you have people that call in, but you know, so sometimes you give them, you give them a buy, right? You give them one buy. There's a grace period. That's right. You give them one. Yeah, but one. one, one, exactly, absolutely one. Yeah, but if you call in twice, man, yep. uh, I'm sorry, you're not gonna make it's, it. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work out. No. You know, no. again, I don't think this job is good for you. <laughs> again, the Jesse Moore leadership tree right here. <laughs> right, absolutely. So uh, Benjamin Franklin said, "Tell me, and I forget. Teach me, and I remember. Involve me, and I learn." So tell me about how do you get your team to buy in and to follow you. So for me, it's, you know, see one, do one, teach one as how we learned in school. And it's let me, I'm going to never ask you to do anything that I'm not willing to do myself. Right. Uh, right. So if it means that I'm performing the CT that you don't want to do, or I'm stepping in, I'm doing clinical or uh, administrative work and I see you struggling, I'm going to come in and help I mean, help you lift the patient, help right. you position, do whatever. Right. And it's very much, I'm not going to ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. Right, right. I get that. Yes. So what mistakes, you know, do you see, you know, leaders make, you know, what, what mistakes do you see? Uh, a lot of times it's, you know, it comes back to respect. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's uh, that they're willing to just sit back and watch the employee struggle and not offer to help, not get up and do uh, what needed to be done. Right, right. And that's really the the biggest thing that I see most leaders make, especially young leaders, um, just because they don't know at that point. Right. Um, But it's, for me, it's a respect thing. Right. I respect that employee because I've come through that same situation. Right. uh, And 
I know that they might be struggling. So let me go help them. Right. And then that's going to get them to buy into what I'm asking them to do. Right. So, you know, I, I, um, I believe in hands on, if I'm being trained, you know, to do something, I rather, I want to be the one that's touching the buttons. I want, okay, show me. Okay, show me. And then the next time, let me do all the buttons and let me click on it. Let me do the let me do the driving or whatever the case. I think yeah. I, I feel like I'm learning more. Right. So so, you know, so you so I like being involved. I'm a hands on person. I'm a handsy person. So tell me about uh, doing this, 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 this time right now. Uh, you have. More the majority women than men. Which is easier for you to manage, the women or the men? Uh, for me, it's the men, just because we can relate a little bit easier uh, and there's fewer of them. So, right. of course, it's going to be easier when I'll have three, right? <laughs> you know, it's appara- like opposed to 42. Right. Um, it It's easier for the males just because I can relate a little bit easier. Right. I get it. I get it. Me, I, I think that I like to, uh, I rather manage girls you know, right. a whole lot because, uh, 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 man, they are so ready to go, you know, go and get it. They're, you know? focused, they're the, focused. They're definitely yeah. hard workers for well, sure. They're hard workers, man. And a lot of times, you know, I ask, you know, them for advice, you know, on a lot of things. Okay. What do you think we should do here? Girls, you know, ladies, you know, and so they'll tell me, say, let's, let's do it this way. No, nah, let's do it that way. But, you know, but they can come with one consensus, and say, okay, and I'll use that, you know, I can say, okay, uh, we'll go with you, with you, you, with your idea, you know, and so, and we'll go with it and it works, you know, yeah. guys, there's a, whatever you want, man. <laughs> right. You, yeah, you, you do it, man. Yeah. You, you pick, you pick. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, so you're the you know, boss. You yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> what are you asking us for? <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. But anyway, so, uh, but no, it's all about teamwork, man. Right. It's all about teamwork, you know, and uh, tell me about your relationship with your people. So for me, that's very important. It's getting to know them on a deeper level, a personal level, seeing what makes them tick. Uh, So that's, again, that goes back to my interview process. It's very much um, talking through them, uh, talking with them, just getting to know them personally. uh, And then how can I use that going forward? Right, um, right. To, you know, I know they have kids at home that, might be struggling and there might be a single parent or whatever it is, whatever makes, whatever drives them, whatever makes them tick. That's right. what I'm going to uh, lean on and right. try to tailor my style towards that. Right. For that individual. Let's move a little bit to the uh, diversity, equity and in, in inclusion, you know, tell me about when you hear the word diversity, what does that, you know, what's the first thing that come to your mind? It just, Difference, different. Yeah. Uh, right. So it's, you know, uh, difference between male, female, uh, different race, different uh, whatever. It's just diversity to me is just something right. different. So there's a problem in the, you know, there's still a problem. There's a gap, you know, that, you know, there's a gap with women, you know, getting paid, you know, as right. much as, men, you know, men getting paid. And there's also a, a gap with, uh, you know, with race, you know what I'm saying, getting in, moving into leadership and so forth, you know, this, right. you know. So how can we fix that problem today? You know, it's, it's very difficult to come to that conclusion. Right. Uh, or figure out a, an answer to that. Uh, but just allowing more opportunity, right. I think, is the the most important thing, not overlooking somebody because 
they are different from you uh, for a disability or whatever it might be. Right. Uh, just and helping coach that up. Right. And develop those leadership qualities that right. you could see in them. Right. Uh, and more opportunity is right key. So I, I feel like, you know, the more diverse people we have, you know, the better ideas we have, you know. Right. You know, I think it's better for the company, you know. So there is a, I think one of the first things we have to, you know, uh, look at is, you know, we have to realize there is a problem. You know, right. there's a problem with, you know, with our society. And and I think that you and my, you uh, and myself as leaders and other leaders out there, you know, and other business owners, we need to just, you know, acknowledge it and, you know, treat everyone, you know, the way they need to be treated, you know. Right. Yeah, you uh, can't hide a, from it. Yeah, as a person, you know, right. and man, I man, my, my, my staff's like the Rainbow Coalition. <laughs> you know, I got a little bit of everybody, you know, man, I, I just can't, I can't see that. But I have uh, been, uh, you know, discriminated discriminated against, you right. know, before, you know, and I'm sure that have you ever been discriminated, discriminated against, or have you ever felt like somebody pick you or pick someone else over, you know, it, uh, to a different extent, to a different probably. Extent. Right. Yeah. yeah um, I'm sure. You know, Cause of my youth. Yeah. Uh, right. That sure. shouldn't be like that. I, right. You know, it shouldn't be like that. You know, if you have the qualifications, you know, and exactly. you have the will to go and do it, man, give you the job. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I get it. I get it. I get it. So tell me, uh, what is the best piece of advice for someone that's pursuing, you know, a leadership role? Um, you know, part of me wants to say, don't do it. Right. <laughs> but the other part of me says, you know, it's the best thing that you can do. Right. Uh, and, you know, be flexible. Right. Be you know, be willing to adjust yourself right. and your own thoughts, your own opinions, uh, and have that respect and, uh, for your employees, for the job, for yourself, uh, right. for your superiors, uh, and then lead with integrity, right. do what you say, say what you're going to do right. and follow through. What's Blake's biggest accomplishment? Oh, Blake's biggest accomplishment. Um, personally, professionally, uh, professionally, it's probably going to be uh, when we were getting ready for our uh, joint commission survey, our initial survey, uh, the big accreditation survey for our uh, organization. Uh, and we had to develop everything, small organization, first time we're doing this, had to write all the policies, all everything. Wow, that's a lot of work, man, those policies. It, oh, it was painful. Had, Get everybody to sign off on it. <laughs> exactly. CEOs is not even in the building to, right. <laughs> to fly in from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so we had to develop all of that ourselves, And then we passed that inspection with 100%, no recommendations for improvement. Yeah. Congratulations on that. That's a big deal, man. Those people are hard. It is. It was, it's unheard of in our industry. We know that something, they're going to find something in any inspection. They're right. That's their main job. That's what they're looking for. Right. And we were able to pass it with they're turning over rocks. They're pulling right. up rugs, looking exactly. up under rugs. Yeah. <laughs> looking behind every cr- yeah, right. looking cranny in the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. Right. So if it was if you could do anything differently, what would it be? Uh, probably get into this a little bit sooner. You know, I really? uh, you know, I got into it relatively soon after I graduated high school anyway. I was uh what, twenty three when I started as an X ray tech. But wow. I figured, you know, I could probably get into it a little bit sooner. So I could have been 20 right. and have more experience and right. more relationships. Um, you know, at one point I had wanted to be a physician. 
uh, and then kind of stepped back from that. So I'm still in healthcare, right. just in a different role. Right. And, uh, you know, for me, that's probably the biggest thing for me. It would be to get into it sooner. So you started at 23 and what age did you get into management? Management was 27. Wow. 26 turning 27. Wow. So three years after working. Yep. Hard work. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard work. Hard for work sure. and dedication. Absolutely. Uh, three uh, years. Worked through it uh, cool. for sure. It was uh, probably sooner than it should have been. Right. And, you know, it, what is the uh, Spider-Man quote with great responsibility? Uh, I can't even think of that. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> but, uh, okay, then. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how do you start off your morning? Cup of coffee, Dr. Pepper, Coke, what? I really just whatever I take. Uh, first thing I do is just brush my teeth and take a shower. That's right. start fresh every day. Right. And, you know, no, no coffee, no soda, uh, just a cup of water and get to work. Right. How does, uh, where does God play a role in your life? Oh, it is very important. Mm-hmm. It, he's number one. Number one. For sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Who's your role model? Role model. I have several of those. Uh, so, you know, looking at, you know, all of my family, those right. are clearly the, uh, the, the big ones, you know, my mom, right. my dad, my sister, my brother, everything yeah. that they've kind of gone through. Um, you know, and then just from a professional standpoint, um, there's one leader that kind of has stood out throughout my time. Uh, as the president of McLennan community college, Johnette McCowan. Right. Uh, she was the first one. I was a presidential scholar. So I got to meet with her, uh, once a month, uh, throughout my time in school. And she was the first one that kind of taught me about servant leadership. Right. Uh, right. Wow. So she's, that's great. She's been a great role model for me, you know, in a professional sense. Right. Right. Well, Blake, man, thank you so much for coming, you know, and to the icon leadership show. Uh, we really enjoyed you and, uh, you keep up the good work, man. All right. It was a pleasure, it. pleasure interviewing you today. That's all folks. Thank you for tuning in to the icon leadership show. You can find the show anywhere you get your podcast. You can find us at roguemedianetwork.com or you can email us at iconleadership at gmail.com or our website, which is iconleadership.org.